this is always so awkward in the beginning, but we're here and we're doing it. So, um, first things first, I am coming at y'all like last second because I got my wisdom tooth taken out the other day. And so I'm kind of like backlogged, uh, mentally. So, but I am so here for spooky season. I love it. I live almost exclusively for it. And like, not to sound cliche, but the aesthetics, the it's so cozy. I love the weather. I love the color scheme, just all of it. So I really just could not wait to start spooky season episodes. So in the coming weeks, I have a good number of things I've never seen, um, which include but are not limited to The Nightmare Before Christmas. I just decided to do that for Halloween because Freeform is playing it on their 31 nights of Halloween, so it has to be Halloween enough. So I'm going to do that. Um, at least one of the Adams Family movies, I don't know what the difference is between them. There's like Adams Family and then Adams Family Values. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research before I get into that. But those are in the works. And I'm pretty positive I'm going to run spooky season into November because while obviously I know Halloween will be over, it won't have left my heart at that point. So like to keep it alive, I'm just gonna. But anyway, as you can see, I'm starting it off with the Amityville Horror 2005 version. I have never seen any of the other versions. And I know that this is not the original. I have seen this version. And this was honestly just like the easiest one for me to get a hold of to actually watch. So that is the extent of the effort I put into picking this movie. So <laughs> let me. So the basics are it is rated R. It is an hour and 30 minutes and it came out in 2005. I, this, okay, disclaimer, it gets quite graphic, which, although I have seen this before, I was not ready for. So, if that's an issue, then I'm sorry, but this movie will be an issue for you. So, IMDb sets newlyweds. God, I don't know what, what is wrong with me. Oh, uh, maybe because... I haven't been able to open my mouth for the past four days. Newlyweds are terrorized by demonic forces after moving into a large house that was the site of a grisly mass murder a year before. For starters, I personally usually take issue with mystical kinds of things because when I watch scary shit, I want it to be... I don't know. I feel like the scariest things are the ones that are realistic. So like 
I just, it's just not like my go-to. I don't know. But so that's what it is. From the get, the cast, I mean, is promising. We have Ryan Reynolds, Melissa George, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Jimmy Bennett plays one of the sons. He was hot for like, not physically, but he was in kind of everything for a couple of years and I have not seen him since but so yeah so we start off in November of 1974 and it's like on the day that this original guy kind of loses his mind and so you see him the direction is very fascinating in this segment because it like doesn't look real but is it not supposed to look real I don't really know but you can see him sitting in the basement with his rifle and he is like steaming already and people are inside of his head trying to tell him like to do bad things. So we're like right in the thick of it. He gets up and he goes upstairs and just kills everyone. He has, it's like his wife and maybe like three kids, question mark. I don't know, but they're all dead. It doesn't really matter how many they are because all of them are gone. And that part was also quite shocking because it's just so early into the movie but it gets like pretty gruesome i personally don't mind stuff like that but i just wasn't prepared anyway so after that it rolls like all this old school news footage which i just love i don't know why like i'm not the kind of person that usually kind of like fantasizes older periods of time or like wishes I was born in a different era but I don't know the looks and not the aesthetics because that's such an overused word but just like the feel of it is like so chill for me um so they're rolling over like the news footage and so the guy's name is Ronnie Defeo or Defeo and the way that he talks about or maybe it's just me who got this from it but like it sounds like he doesn't know that he did it And, like, I know kind of the whole concept is that he's possessed by a demon, but I don't know. So, like, he calls 911 and is like, oh my god, they're all dead, but does he realize that he's the one who killed them? I don't know. He ends up going to jail anyway because he's the one who did it, obviously. So, the last one that he kills is Jody, and she, like, I'm so terrible at guessing ages she's anywhere between like four and eight years old i don't know um but she's the youngest and he does it in her closet which will matter in the future that's the only reason i'm telling you so after that part of the story is coming to a close they show that there's a sign out front of the house that says high hopes and i'm like y'all that is so upsetting so after that we meet the lutzes and that's where all of like our present day people come into play so it's 1975 at this point there's george and kathy who are like the newlyweds and Kathy has three kids from a previous marriage 
and their original dad is no longer with us. We don't know anything about that except that he's dead. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but they have three kids, Billy, Michael, and Chelsea. Billy's oldest, I think he's like 12 or 13. I don't know. He's like right up around the age that like I would stop wanting to have anything to do with him because like at that age, you're just so, I mean, I was at that age and I was annoying as hell. I promise you. So I'm just kind of like, you need to get over yourself for a little bit and then we can reassess the relationship. Um, and then Michael and Chelsea are younger children. Like I said, between four and eight, maybe. I don't know. So they are house shopping and Kathy finds this huge ass house for way under budget and if you have not seen American Horror Story, that is a classic telltale sign that some fucked up shit happened there. Because especially in this, I mean, I don't know what the market was like back in 1975, but like nowadays, you cannot get shit for a good price. I promise you. So they roll up to what they consider a Dutch colonial house which to me just means big and old so they drive on up and george is like there's absolutely no way in hell that we could possibly afford this and if we did like the house itself needs a lot of work done because i'm assuming since it has been a full year realistically nobody wants to buy it and the only reason these people end up buying it is because they don't know the whole story of the past but i'm assuming that it was in like foreclosure and that usually spans a year so i'm assuming that is only like coming back up around now because it's been the full year and if that's the case and it's been unoccupied for a year then yeah you're gonna have to do a lot of work on it so he's like why are we spending all this money on a house that's too big out of our price range obviously well see it's not necessarily out of their price range but they're still gonna have to like redo a bunch of stuff like there's water damage there's uh, stains i don't know they're shopping around in this house and the real estate lady pr probably has a name i don't know what it is she she knows that there's issues like she's touring them around the house and she sees ghosts running around and she basically just like looks down the hall and pretends that they're not there and honestly because girlfriend probably just wants the house sold and in that area she probably doesn't get anybody even trying to tour so this is as good a time as any to get it sold so they kathy and george at this point basically have already decided that they're gonna buy it but then george is like you know shoot me straight lady like what's the deal like what's the catch because there's absolutely no reason it should be this cheap so then that's when the realtor tells them about the crimes so then kathy starts like getting sad because she's like oh well, maybe we shouldn't buy it i'm like yeah you're right there's a whole ass familicide that happened in this home I don't think you should bring a family in there. But at, then at this point, George is just like, well, no, because you 
like it, so I'll just make you happy. So then they just do it anyway. And then they move in and then there's there's this whole little montage of family home videos of them moving in and fixing up the house and decorating and such. So things are really good for about five minutes. Day number one, there's already, it's like issues pop up in the first second, but when you look around, all of the clocks are set on 315 and I don't know if like maybe I'm the only one who missed it, but I don't think that they ever explain why it's 315, but it is so because that's like when the demon comes out to play. I don't really know. So then basically they're just like settling in. George is constantly saying that he's too cold. So then he runs down to the basement to stoke their little wood fire and you can tell that there's some weird shit in the basement because in the very beginning Ronnie DeFeo like got his origin horror in the basement but when they were touring the house the realtor refused to go down there and because girlfriend's not stupid she's like y'all can go down there this is going to be your house I want nothing to do with it but so he's just like constantly freezing so he's always running down there and throwing logs on this fire um, and then this is also when we find out that the kid's original dad is dead because the mom wants them to, like, say their nightly prayers and Billy, the, like, 12-year-old, is like, well, why would I pray? Because I prayed for dad to get better and that never happened. Like, his angsty bullcrap. And the mom is, like, trying to get him back on Jesus's track she's like, listen, George isn't replacing him for you or for me. Like, obviously, I still like your dad. And then he's like, okay, yeah, you're right. Anyway, there's like modest ghosty shit. So there's like static and I heard voices. I don't know if that meant that like the family heard voices too, but just like small stuff like that. Ew. Oh my God. Okay. So then they're laying in bed and Kathy rolls in and, like, I guess she forgot that she was being filmed and is trying to get hers in the middle of the night. And they're, like, in the middle of the damn thing. And then Jody shows up, the little dead girl. And so George starts having, like, a panic attack because why would you not? So things, like, are not going so well. But then also, Chelsea is in my mind the youngest kid and they have her sleeping in like this loft upstairs by herself i mean i guess they think that she's like mature enough i don't know because i also don't know how old she is at this point but she accidentally ends up in jody's room so then her and jody become bffs and she finds this ugly little teddy bear that looks like it went through a fire and like carries it around with her all over the place oh and so then i guess like kathy's going around saying good night to all her little babies and she goes up to chelsea's room and jody's there so like we can see her but kathy can't and chelsea was like drawing stuff on her etch-a-sketch and kathy asked what it was or who it was and she's like well, i can't tell you and she gets like real creepy and i don't know 
I mean, Chloe Moretz did a good enough job because it got creepy. Like, I'm already afraid of her, and I know that that's Kathy's daughter, but something's not right. So then Kathy's like, well, who is it? And she's like, if I tell you, Jody's going to get pissed off, so please stop asking me. And that's just that. That's the end of it. And she's like, okay, well, sounds good. Then you should probably continue to sleep up here by yourself with this creepy teddy bear. Anyway, then George is outside chopping up wood for his never-ending fire in the basement. And Billy rolls up with what I thought was a bear trap or something. It's a metal contraption, which looks like it's used for scary things. And George like kind of freaks out. And he like already is not super cool. And Billy already doesn't like him from before this. But now he's like also getting infected by a demon. So he's like, things are already not going well. But then... Kathy like had gone down at some point since so she comes home and she's like oh my god I found a babysitter in town so we could like go out one night or something and George is just like whatever I don't really care I guess and so then they're just like putting stuff away in the house and they're looking for Chelsea and they don't know where she is and there's a boathouse because George has a speedboat and they go out to the boathouse and she's standing atop the freaking speedboat like the Titanic with a red balloon in her hand as if she's like freaking Pennywise trying to haunt someone. She's getting into somebody's nightmares. And then they're like screaming at her to come down and she has no idea what the fuck's happening. She's just like staring off into space. And so they keep repeatedly having to tell her like, get off the freaking boat, you killer clown. And she's like, oh, okay. So, things are not good and they're getting worse. Okay, so now it's like nighttime and the house is being like super loud. There's ghosts everywhere trying to scare people and they like see ghosts throughout this whole thing at some point, like a couple of them do. Um, but this poor kid, Michael, like, I think the middle child, he's the younger boy. And he, like, this kid really just wants to go to the bathroom at, like, 2 a.m., but he's scared of everything, and the house is being really rude to him, and so he's freaking out, and he tries to run to the bathroom and, like, almost gets attacked. I don't know. It didn't go well for him. But then George, like, wakes up from a nightmare that he had a nightmare that he killed everybody and so then when he woke up he starts like throwing up all over the place and i can't like he starts sleeping in the basement i don't remember if he did already or not but that's obviously not great because he goes down there because he's always cold but it's the demon making him cold because the demon lives in the basement so he wants george down there so that he can infect his insides and it's obviously working so everybody's freaking out they have a dog that is just like wild and out at this point and like barking all over the place and he's in the boathouse so george runs on down like oh my god what's going on in the boathouse and they see the it balloon flying around and he sees like air bubbles floating up so he's like oh my god chelsea's down there because she's the one with the creepy balloon 
and she probably just like threw herself in the water i don't know so he goes to try and save her but then there's like a dead body i think and so things like just are not going okay at all and this is like the first week but then as he's like walking back i think or maybe it's while he's walking out i don't remember but chelsea is looking out of her penthouse window down at him like going into the boathouse and then jody shows up too and it's like so creepy and then they he goes up there like to say goodnight to her or something and goes into the closet and when he goes into the closet on the roof it is jody's ghost body being i don't know her body's like on the roof because somebody from the other side of it is like pulling her it's fucking creepy i don't it's i didn't like it but that's kind of the whole point and so i did like it because it was a very interesting director's choice and well constructed anyway oh but then we so george is like yelling at billy and like going through his stuff and he finds the boathouse keys there but billy like didn't take them so he's pissed because george is trying to get him in trouble but george is pissed because he's one that he thinks went into the boathouse and like started this whole drama trip and so they're like super not friends at this point and then we get to day 15 so that was all within the first two weeks of them living there and we know that the lifespan of these families is 28 days because i think that they said it during like the original news footage like after 28 days of living in this house or something like that i don't know i don't know what it is about the number 28 but like they have like there's a movie called 28 days which i think is like about an apocalypse i don't know what the significance is there but i'm assuming that that's what happened in real life oh because this is this is based on a true story i'm curious to what degree because a lot of this stuff kind of happens without everybody recognizing it like with jody's body flopping around on the closet ceiling like who vouched for that happening who told the like writer and director like oh this is the truth here like that kind of stuff i'm curious to what degree this is based on a true story and what was fabricated so george is like super pissed at billy because of this whole boathouse incident and is torturing him with manual labor and asking him to carry logs so that they can chop it up for his fireplace so then the whole like the phrase for this whole thing is catch him kill him because they're telling him to catch the kids and kill them haha <laughs> and kathy's in the kitchen by herself and the fridge magnets rearrange themselves to say catch him kill him so then she's freaking out because she's like well who did that that's really rude who are you trying to catch and kill and so then she tries to like blame george but he is just like so mad at the world and mostly her so he's like go away don't talk to me so then she feels stupid for even bringing it up 
So then at this point, they decide to hire this babysitter. Her name is Lisa and she's terrible. And like I've hustled in the real world and finding a babysitting job is harder than finding like a freaking Wall Street job straight out of college because these parents are so picky. A lot of parents like require you to have a degree and like to speak all these languages. It's not easy. And then this girl just rolls in off a freaking skid row and gets a job not only for this family, but then we find out that she also babysat for the family before that was murdered. Like, how are you the babysitter on tap? And she looks like she's trying to go swimming because she walks in in just like a bra and low rise jeans, which are so unfortunate. And just, I, it's, it's so shocking to me how people just like go through their lives. Like, why does Lisa think this is okay? Also, is Lisa directly attributed to a real life person? That's something I would like to know. Anyway, a part of Billy being 12 to 13 years old is that he thinks that he's a grown-ass man and is too good for a babysitter and like doesn't realize that he doesn't understand everything in the world because he's a child so he's like well why do you think i need a babysitter but then after she walks in half dressed he's like oh okay no she can stay because she's hot and like my hormones are off the freaking charts so they still think that it's okay to leave so they're like all right have fun with our kids we're gonna go and Lisa is in the freaking bathroom smoking it up on a bong within two minutes. And then Billy's like, hey, like, we'll come hang out with me because that's what you're here for. So simultaneously, George and Kathy go to like a restaurant for dinner. And then back at the house, Lisa's fake babysitting because she genuinely couldn't care less and almost seems like she wants to fuck up their lives. So... At this point, the kids still don't know about the history of the house, which is probably best because they're children. But then Lisa's like, well, why don't I tell you? So she starts telling Billy like the story of what happened to the family before them. And then Michael walks in, who is younger, and she's like, oh, like, I really shouldn't be telling you this, but eh, whatever, I guess I will anyway. So girlfriend is like straight up trying to to psychologically damage these children and she's like getting into detail she's making the sound effects she's acting like this is a freaking comic book and it's it and then after the kids start freaking out she's like oh yeah i'm kind of like a shitty babysitter and we're like um yeah we knew that from the beginning so now the kids are horrified because she told them that the boys were essentially murdered in on top of their mattresses that they're currently sleeping on. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to sleep there either. So the kids are freaking out. And then they go up to Chelsea's loft bedroom and Chelsea's like, well, Jody hates you and says that you're a terrible babysitter. So you should leave. And then Lisa's like too cool for school. So she's like, tell Jody to go away because she's dead. Ha ha. Like good one. So then Billy says, well, like, I dare you to go hide in the closet if you're not afraid of Jody. And he's, like, trying to be cool because he wants to, like, make her think that he's cool, even though he's not because he's a child. So she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then she 
goes in the closet and Jody like spirit locks her in there and is like attacking her I like don't even know to what extent Jody does to her because like you hear the door rattle and ew oh, no I just remembered what happened I'm not going to talk about it because that's too much so but yeah that part also gets like kind of graphic if you're interested so yeah things happen there's bloodshed and lisa basically ends up leaving the place in like a psycho induced coma she's physically trembling her hands are like locked in claw position and she doesn't know anything and i'm like i'm sorry but i'm not as sorry like i'm not saying that she deserves to be like tortured or anything but i'm also not not saying that because she did kind of suck and she was being super rude to jody anyway when george and kathy come home and see the crime scene on their front lawn because there's like paramedics and shit all outside because like lisa's really not okay they obviously don't believe what the kids said because the kids are like no like obviously we didn't do it but they're like you just tortured the babysitter and now her brain is broken because of it and the thing is in real life you're not gonna believe the kids like you're really gonna go home and see that this woman was like tortured beyond repair and when the kids say the ghost girl in the closet did it seriously and especially when george is like already fucked in the head um so things aren't great billy's getting like george calls it discipline or is it torture i mean who's to say it's the 70s i wasn't there but while george is chopping up his lumber he makes billy sit there with the log with his face like right next to it and his hands on it the entire time while he's chopping it and i'm like hun did you think this through because any part of his body could be amputated any second so just kind of like reassess i mean obviously the demon is like super cool with it but it's not a good look oh my god he one of the one of the things that because i think kathy kind of like questions it which i mean she should because they're her kids but whatever george's response is when the body suffers the spirit flowers and in different context that could be like kind of inspirational but not when you're like inflicting the suffer onto children you know like if you go through an ailment hey you know what maybe your body's suffering but your your spirit is gonna flower and you will come out of this stronger than ever but don't use it as your motivation to torture children that's where i take problem so then after that he's in his favorite place the basement and there's like part of the wall that the dog keeps like trying to attack and 
that's the thing that like really creeps me out about this kind of shit because the dogs always know they always know dogs and children they know like in real life if one of my pets is just like staring at something like that's not okay and it like creeps me out to think about so this dog is trying to attack this one section of the basement and so george like he has visions like throughout this whole thing so like for a while you're not necessarily sure what's real and what isn't so he has like a vision that he breaks through this wall and it's like an underground slaughterhouse but then it's like him killing himself so then that's when you're kind of like okay it's not real because obviously but then there's like blood everywhere shit gets like real graphic i'm trying to tell you i've been trying to tell you this whole time so so he goes upstairs and is like i have to take a bath because i feel gross and while he's in the bath like see i don't know if this is where my issue with baths stems from but this is so typical for a scary movie if you're in a bath something will come up from the bottom and pull you down so he's laying in his bath and somebody from underneath hoists themselves and starts trying to kill him so he starts freaking out kathy goes to try to save him he like hit his head on the thing so he's bleeding and i mean he's got other issues too so they take him to the hospital meanwhile the kids are at home by themselves so she takes him to the hospital and when he's at the hospital he's like i actually feel like really great right now but when i'm back at the house i feel like gross and like my head hurts and stuff like that so then basically they like stitch up his head and the doctor tells him to go see a psychiatrist and george is like kind of offended but i'm like honestly for 1975 good on this doctor for actually recommending a psychiatrist because from like everybody has these horror stories about mental health and like different decades i wasn't there i don't know but i I thought it was quite noble for this doctor to actually say like hey go get some help you know because sometimes people just need it and that's fine um so then when they get back billy's supposed to be in charge because he's the oldest of the children and chelsea wants to go upstairs for god knows what reason children will pick anything and act like it's do or die like i have to go do this right this second please let me so billy's like i don't give a shit go ahead but like also come back fast because mom will yell at us so she goes upstairs to complete her task and kathy and george come home and her gross little teddy bear falls off the roof and they look up and girlfriend is standing on the roof and she's like so proud of herself like oh my god mom look what i did so everybody's freaking out and like running upstairs trying to get her but she's just like walking around like she's in the freaking Cirque du Soleil and something I'm very curious about is they don't show this actual part I think for obvious reasons but there's a whole ass chimney in the middle of her walkway so how did she get past it but they don't tell you anyway she's walking around she almost falls off mom saves her and then george saves her and she's like pissed that they didn't let her jump off the roof and she's like i was going with jody to see dad 
like don't be rude and she's like you realize dad's dead so you're trying to kill yourself and jody's trying to make you kill yourself but she's a child so obviously she does not understand that and then basically so she's like upset she's like oh my god mom like forgive me and mom is like cool with all this like she doesn't really seem to care and i'm like girl friend i understand that your kid is upset right now but you can not downplay the fact that she tried to jump off the roof so george rolls up just as flabbergasted as myself and goes what is the matter with you people like are you serious you need to be more upset with her and then they like get into a whole thing i mean things aren't going well we all know this when they were like at dinner on their date she was like insecure and wanted to know if he was like having doubts about their marriage or whatever and obviously because he was away from the house he was like feeling great and so he's like no of course not i love you but when they're back in the house he's like i hate you all and you're all stupid and then loki tries to kill them so it's at nighttime i think he's living in the basement at this point and he hears the dog barking the dog's name's harry he hears the dog barking down in the boathouse so george takes his weapon and goes to try and like find this attacker because why else would harry be barking and freaking out at nighttime so he goes into the boathouse to try to fix the problem and unfortunately he's unsuccessful and creates a different problem in which he accidentally kills the dog which is the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen in any movie i do not care what you throw my way but if you have i mean it doesn't have to be just a dog but like an animal that's where like i have to sign off for the night but that's what happens and then he gets i don't know what he does with poor baby harry but he doesn't tell anybody and like i wouldn't either because that is arguably your darkest hour in life but then the kids are like super suspect like where's our little baby and he just is carrying on with his life so kathy's like really we need any kind of help that anyone can provide like whether it be jesus whether it be lawmakers whether it be this little rolodex in the library i'd like somebody come fix this so she goes to a nearby church and talks to the priest and tries to like ask for help and she asks the priest specifically about the defeo family and he's like well how do you know them and she's like well i don't actually i'm just living in their house and he's like that is very bad so let me see what we're working with so he goes to the house and is trying to do this little seance and is splashing his holy water all over the place 
and the floorboards are sizzling because it it's like getting cooked up this guy this little demon is legitimately getting heated and then at a point he like hears somebody talking in the vent so when he goes to try and investigate the sounds coming out of the vent that's your first mistake buddy don't do that when he puts his face in this freaking vent, he gets attacked by either, like, bees or flies. I don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention. And in all honesty, it looked like either one. So, he's, like, screaming and runs away and doesn't explain to anyone why he just leaves. So, they're freaking out and Kathy goes to try and follow up with him and be like hey you know like what was the deal why did you run away in a screaming terror from my home and he's like because shit's fucked up in there honey that's the problem all of it's bad it's all evil stop it you need to go you need to get everybody together and leave so she's like okay not a great review not what we were hoping for because she's like just hoping somebody could fix it she thinks that this is their their dream house um but that's not possible so he also mentions this ugly little teddy bear that chelsea's been carrying around with her and chelsea or the mom basically just says like oh she found it here and she's like just been playing with it and the priest goes well that actually used to belong to jody and she was buried with it so can you please explain how it left this small girl's tomb and found its way into your child's bedroom and she's like yeah i don't know man you got me there but that does kind of suck you're right i wish that she didn't have it but she literally sleeps with the freaking thing and carries around with her and hugs it all freaking day and night so I guess that's just kind of where we're at in life. So now it's day 28 and this is where things historically come to an end one way or another. So Kathy goes to the library and is trying to do her research. She's looking up old newspapers trying to get down to brass tacks and see like what exactly she's working with and she's like reading up old stuff from the DeFeos and basically is kind of like seeing how shit's matching up to her family and like the haunting stuff that they're dealing with and I don't remember exactly I watched this a couple days ago but then she also goes back to the priest and is like asking him for info and so he gets into this whole thing about how the house was built over i it's not a burial ground it was basically like a torture ground that this guy reverend jeremiah ketchum yes ketchum like freaking pokemon good old jeremiah was conducting this social experiment where he would just like collect and torture native americans down in the basement and so george actually breaks through this wall and there's like legitimately an underground 
jail cell like floor like a whole walkway and it reminds me of the movie 13 ghosts which is so good matthew lillard is i mean as good as it gets if we're gonna be honest so i would definitely recommend you check that out so basically george is like walking through this aisle of cells and is seeing the ghosts of all these people that jeremiah used to torture in their basement and then he opens up to like this i don't even know what to call it it's basically like a hollow silo made of like concrete um so he finally gets to this like opening and jeremiah is just waiting for him dressed up like jeepers creepers and he has the rifle that he's been waiting to bestow upon his pupil and is like here you go go kill everybody and george is like um yeah love that so george is ready to rock and roll and kathy is like just getting all this information where she like realizes things aren't going to end well and she also sees that like after 28 days of living in this house that's when they died and she realizes this is their 28th day so she's like um gotta get a move on so she runs home george is like already trying to kill people he finds her he's like physically fighting her and then billy rolls in and is trying to save his mom and i okay so i have worked with adolescents in so many different capacities and this one quote when george is legitimately trying to strangle kathy and billy rolls up and is like trying to hit him with i think he like tries to hit him with like a chair or something or maybe like a a two by four i don't know a log something he is trying to attack george and he turns around with a completely dead look on his face and says these kids are out of control and regardless of the situation they're in regardless of how graphic and depressing this movie has been for the last hour and 20 minutes i could not stop laughing because i've never related so hard these kids are out of freaking control even though he's trying to murder their mom it's not funny but i still laughed so so they're like trying to fight each other he was in the boathouse kathy like fell in the water which like technically was not his fault she like got scared fell in the water and then the boat propeller turned on and then she got mad at him and i'm like honey you're the one that lost your faculties he didn't push you they end up going into the basement which is a mistake because that's where all of the bad stems from but she goes into the basement and sees that george has been building coffins for the entire family and he has all of the dimensions specific in height order for mom billy michael chelsea they're labeled with each person's name everybody is getting an individualized coffin and that visual alone is enough to fuck someone up because it 
is so dark, but it shows you exactly what is about to happen because you could see him running around with a gun and say like, oh, okay, like he's trying to kill them, but he, it is so premeditated that he has built all of them personalized coffins. Like that's so gross. So then it's like a whole thunderstorm and they decide to climb back onto the roof for God knows what reason. It went terribly the first time. They almost fell off. But then she decides to bring all of her kids up onto the roof during a rainstorm a second time. And I guess take a shot in the dark. I don't know. But they're, I don't remember exactly how it plays out. They end up back on the ground. I think maybe they like climbed down something. Like literally, I don't know. So they're on the ground and they get George in a compromising position and he's like on the ground and he's like Kathy you have to kill me because I will end up killing you and like he knows this in his mind but he can't stop it so he's like you literally have to kill me because I don't know what's happening and I'm going to end up murdering you but I don't want to so then she's standing there with like the gun pointed at him and Billy's like uh you heard the guy shoot him up like, he's asking for it, and, like, I was kind of done with him before we even moved in here, so get the job done, lady, but no, because she knows that this isn't her George, so she just, like, knocks him unconscious and rolls him down into the boathouse, and Billy really is like, why are we trying to save him? Like, but he's a child, so he doesn't understand, and, I mean, like Kathy doesn't understand either because this whole thing is like super fucked up but they get him into the boot and they drive on off into the sunrise and she like pauses for a second to like try and wake him up and say like hey are you feeling better and George is like keep going we've gotta go like keep it up turn on that motor so then they fly away and Jody, the poor girl, is all by herself again. And she's standing in the house, like waiting for her friends to come back. And then she gets swooped down into the basement. She's like standing on the first level. And then somebody pops up and takes her away down into the floor. And her little teddy bear is just laying there. And I'm like, girlfriend got buried with it. Like, why won't you just give it to her? And then that's just it. Um, but yeah, so then that's it. And then they like roll over. There's, I mean, my favorite part of a based on a true story is during the credits when they roll over like the ending facts. So ba- like after that day, the family just never went back. And I cannot blame you. They left on their little speedy boat and that was it. They're gone. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. I don't have like a whole bunch else to say. I mean, it's like a decent enough movie. I have seen it multiple times, obviously, but that doesn't really mean much when it comes to me because name something I haven't seen more than once. Like, it's creepy. I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff that they do is very interesting and will get you if you're easily enough creeped out or disturbed um because like I said it is quite graphic and the little like effects that they do 
with the ghosts and with the little like edits and stuff that they did for like the basement when they open up into this like torture chamber of these poor Native Americans. Like that stuff's creepy. But I mean, you really are just getting what you signed up for. It has a, let me check. It has, it's rated 6 out of 10 on IMDb, which I mean, in all honesty, is not that bad. I kind of expected it to be worse. Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes, based off of the critics, they gave it a 23%. Based off of the audience, they gave it a 52%. In most situations, the audience is more generous, but those are everyday people. So if you're looking for at least a 52% to try and get your jollies, then there you go. I haven't seen the original, which came out in like the 70s, and I hate to be that person, but I don't usually love older movies like that. So that really is what brought me here. I mean, sorry to tell you, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have much else to say. Um, it's getting kind of late because obviously I waited until the last moment to do this, um, because I did say I got my wisdom tooth taken out. So that's really just my excuse at this point. So yeah, hopefully I have so much shit I have to do in order to get my life together. But once that all happens, it's going to be over for all y'all bitches. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I like once I get things in order, I will be set for success. And this stuff will like be rolling out like it's on a freaking red carpet. So yeah, other than that, I don't have much else to say. I will catch y'all later. Probably. Um, okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.